to the board game community show. I'm your host, Riley Starr. Join me as I get to know folks in this community. They could be designers or streamers, podcasters, YouTubers, publishers, whatever. Really anything within her at the end of its title is welcome here on the board game community show. Show, show. Welcome back to the board game community show today. We get to know Ryan Espin from the Tabletop Express. How are you doing, Ryan? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I just realized how much I'm I'm such an animated talker and it's all for you because this no. isn't a video thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm very animated when it comes to videos. I, I very much like to wave my arms and stuff, you know. <laughs> Yeah, give the audience stuff to look at because that's what you do, right? The Tabletop Express, YouTube's, uh, real, real live people in front of you, uh, and and you guys have shifted to doing a lot. Uh, do you do any recorded stuff now? Nope, pre-recorded. Nope. It's all live now, right? It's all yeah. live. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. live is great. You don't have to edit. Yeah, that that's certainly a perk for sure. I mean, yeah. we've run into issues where we've had like audio problems and, you know, but you you, you got to roll with the punches, you know? So, oh, yeah. And I'm for all sure. for that. I'm all for that. I agree. And I think it's it's interesting because a lot of times when I know that I can edit, I will stumble through a lot more things. But then when it's live... It's like all of a sudden I have more of a flow or if I mess up, it's just like, okay, moving on, you know, like, that's fine. Let's just keep going. But when I know I can edit, I'll be like, okay, shake it off, shake it off. You know, like uh, we're going to restart and go. Yeah. 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 We don't have that luxury. We got We got to make it work. You know? Oh, absolutely. But I'm all for that. You know, it's been, I mean, a very long time ago, I was always interested in like theater and that sort of thing. You just got to, you know when it comes to being on stage it's gotta roll with it it's gotta- yeah oh yeah did you do any theater um well i did so i was in a shadow cast uh do you know like rocky horror picture show yeah we create the movie in front of the the, the big screen my so, wife and i were just talking about yesterday how we really want to do that oh it's great you never done it, it no we've never done it it's fantastic um but i was in a separate show because, uh, I mean, I guess this is the first part. Um, full disclosure, I am uh, obsessed with Ghostbusters outside of board games. So <laughs> I was literally a, wearing a Ghostbusters shirt. Yeah, one of, I have a whole drawer of Ghostbusters shirts. <laughs> and um, I, was, uh, I was in a Ghostbusters shadow cast where we recreated the entire movie while people watched. And oh, my gosh. It was a blast. Yeah. That's so, so cool. And we have to like really roll with the punches as much as you can because we're up against like the actual movie. You can't pause the movie while you're doing this and you're recreating the entire movie in Are front you of an like audience. Saying the lines and everything, or is it so we're saying the lines, doing the costume changes, and I was playing uh Venkman, you know, Bill Murray's character. Yes. So yes. there's a lot of costume changes. And then we also improvise a lot too. Um there's a lot of like bits that we would do like when the like 
for example, when like the eggs were going on the counter and started going, you know, being possessed, we have members in the audience come in like egg costumes and we shake them around on stage. We do like, uh, we, we would do a whole, whole lot of things. We'd shoot people in the face with silly string and all <laughs> sorts of fun stuff. It was great. But yeah, that's, that's that. <laughs> Did you have it like the, Oh man, it's been so long since I've watched Ghostbusters. The, uh, oh. like the cannons. Yeah, we had it. We had so- it all. Yeah, we had it all. We had all the, all the gear. Um, we, we all suited up. So I had to quickly change into my, into the jumpsuit as quick as I can. And we're just running back and forth without like seeing anyone and, you know, water's going all over the place because people get slimed and stuff. It, it was just a big mess, but it was yeah. really fun. You know, oh my. that's rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. That's, that's awesome. Look at that. That's a real, like normally near the end i'd be like oh what do you do outside but this is something this is a hidden yeah. treasure right here well i mean i'll bring it back um yes, you know i mean because anytime i do anything um i always try to incorporate it hey can we squeeze a game in right now so there was a lot of downtime with some of the cast that we play games together uh you know very yeah. early on like 2011 that time uh i was trying to get them into some party games you know telestrations was always something that was exciting to try out and you know um the uh i tried doing arkham horror with them and that didn't fly too much but one of them had an old school copy of hero quest all painted up when they were a kid so we played like old school hero quest together and that was a blast wow that is really cool yeah so Uh, was so that was like uh, did you do that around halloween time or no the the show was was year round we would do we oh, did wow. it in the city uh in new york um we would do it um well it was like seasonal so we would do a show every season so it'd be october would be the big one then we yeah. do march june and then we'd go back into october and just kind of do it over and over again um wow. And it was a lot of work. Um, we stopped doing it. And then I went into further ghost busting stuff outside of that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you want to share? With sure, that? sure, <laughs> sure. I might as well. I might as well. I'm really sorry. Skip ahead for the board game stuff. Um, but uh, I'm a member. I'm currently president of the New York City Ghostbusters fan crew. We dress oh up like ghost- we dress up like Ghostbusters and raise money for local charities doing so. So we teach kids how to make slime. Um, we charge their parents a suggested donation of $5 for the slime. <laughs> and then that money goes to uh, a homeless shelter in New York City called the Trinity Place Shelter, which is a really small homeless shelter that focuses on the LGBTQ youth of New York. Um, the focus is to get uh, get them in the shelter and get them to housing. And we've been donating to them for the last couple of years. We're currently at 4,000 bucks this year for them. Oh. Uh, we're trying to beat. Yeah. That's so far a record for them because the highest we've done was 2,800. So now Dang. with New York comic con being a big thing again, we, we, we eat, we did 4,000 alone at New York comic con. So we're just wow. going to, we just want to keep it going for them. You know? That's really, really cool. Is there 
uh, like, I guess for if any listeners are interested in donating, is there a site or anything? that? Yeah, I mean, to? you could look us up, just nycghostbusters.com. We'll take you to our Facebook page. Um, you could donate directly to Trinity Place Shelter. Um, that's Trinity, Pla- Trinity, like the Holy Trinity, Place, P-L-A-C-E, Shelter dot org is their website and you could donate directly to them and feel free to put in the notes nyc ghostbusters <laughs> yes dot com. um yeah well you can put in the notes this nyc ghostbusters if you donate on our oh, behalf on the, oh, okay i thought you were saying yeah. the episode notes because i'm writing oh, no, notes no. right now to like oh, remind I'm sorry. me yeah no, no, yeah yeah because i was writing it down to, it's but it is nyc ghostbusters.com right yeah and then yeah, what's and the we'll... say the trinity yeah, Trinity Place. Trinity Place. Uh, shelter. Shelter. Okay. Dot .org. .org. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to triple check that. Yeah, it is. There it is. And I'll double, yeah, I would double check it too before, but. Yeah. <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah. I will put that in the show notes. That's so cool that you do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a blast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, other Ghostbusters stuff. The. Was that today? Did the new video game come out today? That was uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Oh, okay. Yeah. I started seeing ads for it today, and I was like, I thought that this came out already, but yeah, I, I don't pre- know. I pre-ordered it. My copy's coming tomorrow. Um, oh, that's not for, a good pre-order? It's, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's one of those, like, deluxe editions. And, oh, okay. And so it's, it's coming out tomorrow, but it's already... You could just download it. And um, when... Because we're... we're we when uh, Sony Pictures they own the rights to Ghostbusters. When they do events in some of these big cities, they reach out to some of our groups. So they reach out to us when they're in New York. So I actually got to play the game at the launch party, which was wild. Like that was Whoa. I never did a launch party before, and that was really fun. And tying it back now to board games, I try to mingle as much as I can with people. And when I do all the ghostbustering stuff and I guess all the board game stuff too. And I was talking with, uh, with uh, a, a video game reviewer from Germany and that same weekend was Essen. And I asked, and, and he's asking me if I play video games, like, Oh, I'm really more, I, I I'm more of a board gamer. And then we went into this whole spiel on just like board games and like, Oh man, my, my people back home are playing dead of winter right now. And oh, nice. we're playing all these different games. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, I do a board game YouTube channel. So <laughs> I, I emailed him all my stuff. So I'm doing this ghostbuster event, but I'm talking to this guy, just showing him all my, all my board game stuff and showing him my collection and all that stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's rad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, how was the video game? Uh, it's all right. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, I, I could see it not lasting that that long. I could see it pretty repetitive. I'm still gonna play it, um, but I have a feeling it may not be one of those like long lasting kind of games. It's one of those like uh, multiplayer kind of thing where one player is the ghost and the other four are the Ghostbusters. And okay, I was gonna could, say I feel like it was a one v four. Yeah, it is a one v four. Yeah, and I think the same group did the Friday the Thirteenth game too. So oh, okay. It's very much of that vibe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, Ghostbusters. Hey, what about board games? How? While yes. we're on Ghostbusters, Ghostbuster board games. Oh, they're all awful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, nope, that's all right. Yeah, I, I, I played. Ne- I played nearly all of them. Um, the one in my collection I haven't played yet. I have a copy 
of a game that's not on Board Game Geek. It is a 1984 Ghostbusters board game from Japan, and it's not on Board Game Geek. I want to learn how to play the rules. I have. I, so another guy in our group is going to do high res scans of it. And then I'm friends with a guy in Ghostbusters Japan that's going to help me with the translations of it. So we can actually make this thing work and we could have like digital copies. Because it's, it's, you know, it's out of print and all that. Oh, but yeah. it looks very much like a roll and move. But it's got really nice art, which is pretty cool. Because normally when, it, when you do Ghostbusters board games, they're all about like the cartoon series or whatnot. But this came out in the year of the original movie. So yeah. that's why I'm really excited to try that out. And they didn't just do like screen caps, right? No, they did. Oh, they yeah. did. Oh, okay. so it's screen caps, but also like production art they used. So they're like all the characters, just like it's just screen caps of like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson and you know Harold. And That's then the the they did it, they had illustrations of like some of the initial storyboards and some of the uh, some of the concept art of some of the characters, like the terror dog and stuff, and even Slimer isn't named Slimer in this. He's named Onionhead. Because before he was called Slimer, they called him Onionhead way back when. So this, this is how old this game is. This is before the cartoon and everything. So, wow. Yeah. That is but, insane. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. It looks like a roll and move, to be honest. But, yeah. uh, but I, I wouldn't have high expectations for a game that old. No, but the novelty is great. Yeah, you know? oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I definitely have games like that. So I, I feel yeah. Like- yeah, but uh, I've played all of them, and um, with 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 all IP games in particular, um, you know, a lot of them I, fe- I I try a lot of IP games, you know, like a lot of because uh, I'm a sucker for a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So some of, and I feel like just like with video games, only some of them are like really good, and the rest are you know kind of whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like if. <sighs> Okay, the only video game series that I think really gets the movies or was good would be the Spider-Man games. Oh, yeah. I feel like every time the Spider-Man games nailed it. Yeah. So, but, okay, I'm going to air this grievance here with Spider-Man games. The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one coming out, right? Like, well, not the the one with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers if nobody's seen it. I'm going to spoil something. So it came out two days before uh, the movie came out. And so I thought like, oh, so it must not have any like spoilers or I could play through the beginning. And it's probably like, you know, because a video game's way bigger than a movie. It might have like yeah. little tie-ins or whatever related things. No, the game picks up right after the movie. Oh, geez. So it starts off with saying spoilers. Skip ahead 15 seconds here. It starts off saying that Captain Stacy is dead. Yeah. It's like one of the first things that comes up. And I was like, what the yeah. heck? Like, I'm going to see this movie like at midnight. Like, I, I even had early tickets, I think. I was like seeing it the oh, day yeah. the day early. And uh, I was so, so mad. That but sucks. anyways, uh, <laughs> IP games, huh? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you've been involved in board games for a long time. Very long. Yeah, so... um uh, I'm a, my serious gaming, I guess, quote unquote, serious gaming, right? Not non mass market stuff in high school. So I'm talking 2003, 2002. Yeah, 2002, I believe. Like I was a sophomore, high school, 2003, that time. Um, 
I, 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 you know, there was a Wizards of the Coast store at my local mall. I saw this game called Zombies with exclamation points. I'm like, yeah, I want to try that. So I tried it, and, uh, you know, I'm just, this is fun, telling myself, you know. Um, and then I'm into comics, so Hero Clicks was very big at that time. Well, it was starting up at that time. So I tried Hero Clicks, and I tried bringing it to my high school, because my high school was very much uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh kind of place. Oh, and okay. with, the, with the collectible card games, I... To be honest, I felt very intimidated for jumping into any collectible card game in high school. I felt like there was like this certain level of nerddom that I I wasn't at, and not saying like as like a lesser thing. I just I I I just couldn't do it. Like I was very intimidated. It was very competitive. So I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna bring this game in. So I brought in Hero Clicks, and I convinced some of my classmates to join me, and. Um, and when I became a senior, I I started our gaming club at our high school, which is still around. So yeah, nice. That's right. <laughs> um, and we did Hero Clicks there after school. Um, we did a bunch of other other board games and stuff too. But after I graduated, um, I went more into my a local game shop, which is all which was at that same mall, but it wasn't the Wizards of the Coast one. It was like just a a game called The Game Room Store. And I picked up my first, I guess, hobby game, which was Fury of Dracula uh, 2005, that second edition. And I loved it. I still have, I mean, I have the third edition now, but I, I, I love Fury of Dracula. That, like, that game really brought me into the hobby. But what kept me in the hobby was years later, when Dominion came out, that really sunk me in into like, okay, I'm going to stop playing video games or slow down on them because these board games are awesome. And I want to show people how exciting Dominion can be, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is so weird. Yeah, because I have that exact type of experience, you know? Like, yeah. Because I was a huge video gamer all my life. And now it's like, I might play a video game like one day a month. Yeah. If yeah. I, maybe, maybe less, you know? Yeah, I mean, right now, the only game I'm going to play is that Ghostbuster game when it comes tomorrow. And even then, I'm probably going to play it for like a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Oh, absolutely. I uh, So I'm a huge Borderlands fan. It's like one of my favorite yeah. IPs out there. I have a whole podcast where I do an actual play with it, right? Like, that's how nice. big it is to me. Yeah, yeah. And the new Tales from the Borderlands came out, and I was yeah. super duper excited. I pre-ordered it. You know, it was just so stoked because the first one was so good. This one didn't look necessarily as good, but I, I played it for maybe an hour, uh, like four days after it came out and I haven't gone back to it yet. And I'm still like, I still oh, am yeah. really excited to play it, but I keep looking at it and it's so weird because I remember in the early days I'd be like, yeah, I really want to play a board game, but then I've got to set up and set up might take like 15, 20 minutes for the game I want to play. And then I've got to also take it down after and, I might have to refresh on rules. Yeah. And now I'm just, you know, so I would end up playing a video game. Yeah. And now whenever I go to play a video game, I'm just like, yeah, but I could be playing a board game. Like, yeah. I don't even think about the setup or the learn or the anything else. I'm just like, yeah, that's that's what I really want to do. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, with solo gaming in particular, um, 
way back when, when I was playing Heroclix, I would do a lot of solo gaming of Heroclix, like to just try out different factions, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would, I would go that next, I, I mean, I would have a, so I literally, I remember having a map, uh, like a three foot by three foot map of just, each square was occupied by like a figure as much as I can. Oh and gosh. depend and then I would write down their stats as to how they did against other characters. And it was just like this really long spreadsheet that I was just having fun entering it, but I have no idea. I, I, I took no data from it. I was just like entering like, yeah, you know, uh Superman hit uh this random thug and killed him. Okay. And next, and then, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, it, it was a lot of that. And yeah, I would, I would love playing as a kid, even too. I would love playing with a lot of board game pieces. I was so much the kid that would lose all the board game pieces for any game that I've owned. Um, nothing from my childhood survived. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's true, you know. Um, but I would, I would have fun. I would put them together. I would, try even making like you know roll and moves and that was that was that was it as a kid you know yeah <laughs> that's awesome i yeah. yeah very similar i remember okay early games like stratego as a very young kid was mm. my one of my favorites and we would make up like alternative rules to it uh yeah. And we would take other games and make it Stratego. Like we took Scrabble and made oh, it nice. so that every letter was a different thing. <laughs> and we'd just play like Stratego using Scrabble. I don't know. We were it was ridiculous. But no, that was that's cool. I mean, and I'm all about that. I'm all about uh when I was when I was a kid, the game I was all about, I loved Atmosphere. The game that was like the VHS game with like there was like this this like grim like like uh Grim, like Grim Reaper kind of guy would be at the TV and he would talk to you and it would be a simple roll mover. It's like a roll move set collection game. But then all of a sudden this guy would come on TV and uh, he'd be like, whose turn is it? You know, and you have to say, yes, my gatekeeper. And if you don't, then you get banished and stuff. And he'll just like mess with you and stuff. Oh my uh, gosh. I, I always loved like the, the VHS games, you know? Yeah. Those have a special place in my heart, and I wish there be there were some more VHS esque games. I guess app driven games, but I feel like it's not at that level yet, where it once was, where it was <laughs> just an actor just talking to you in an hour time VHS tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they need a DVD or something. Yeah, I don't know. well, with an app though, it could be way less predictable. Of like, right. You know, well, yeah, yeah. Fifteen minutes. I know he's going to come on. Well, I, you know, I don't know. As a child, you would definitely right. would not be keeping track of that. Oh no, we would. We oh, would remember. Real? Yeah, because we play it so often that we would remember. Like, okay, I should rush my turn. Oh, I should slow down because I I should slow down and finish just in time so it's this guy's turn so he gets banished. You know, funny. <laughs> no, I would. Oh, I would totally try to remember as much. You kidding me? Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. All right, all right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's great. It shows how into it you really were. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I never got to play any of those VHS games. I remember I got a couple games that had a DVD with it. Yeah. But then I never ended up playing those games. I don't even know yeah. where they are. I think I DI'd them. Which uh, DI is like our goodwill. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, wait, okay. Do you mind me asking what year did you graduate? 
Sure. Uh, uh, high school graduated in 2005. Oh, okay. I was 06, so. Yeah. I figured you were saying around the same year as me earlier, so I was like, oh, are you my age? So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm 34? Yeah. 35? 35. I'm 35. <laughs> I struggle I with that so it. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I know I'm 34, but... Yeah. Most of the time I I it takes me a few minutes. Yeah, I had to think about it. Yeah. Um well what uh what games are you into right now? What are some of your favorite games at this moment? Yeah. So at okay, I mean I'm, I'll talk about obviously uh, my my favorite game of all time right now is Gloomhaven. And it's been that way since since Gloomhaven came out. When Gloomhaven So I played Pandemic Legacy and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I love legacy games. And this was also like, oh, Kickstarter. I'm just going to back anything. So when I found out there was a legacy dungeon crawl game, I'm like, yep, sold. Don't need to read anymore. But, uh, you know, I backed Gloomhaven when it was in its first printing. It came out. I played it. And I was like, all right, I need to try this again. It was really. And, and then I tried it again. I'm like, this is awesome. Uh, so I played through all the starting factions in just the starting scenario. So the six starting classes and then the start the first scenario. And that weekend, I was going to a board game convention in New Hampshire. Uh, it was a Granite Game Summit, it's called. And I was going with some friends, and we were deciding what games to bring. And I was like, all right, I'm going to bring Gloomhaven. But I'm letting you guys know, when you guys play this, this will probably be the only game of the con you want to play. And we're like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Well, we only played four different games that whole convention because two days were just Gloomhaven. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a blast. I love Gloomhaven. Like, that game, it, it's so well done. The, the value you get in that giant box is so worth it. There's a lot of setup for sure. But I like that. I like I, I like the involved process of the bookkeeping and all that stuff. I, if you like that sort of stuff and you haven't tried Gloomhaven, you should consider it for, for that reason alone. Um, but in gameplay-wise, um, I, I love the, the decision where you have all the cards you're going to ever have in the start of your turn. And you're deciding what two cards you're going to play, and then depending on what initiative comes out, how you're going to play those cards. Because each card uh, has two options, right? The top option and the bottom option. And if you pick the top option of one card, you got to do the bottom option of the other card or vice versa. And yeah. the decisions there, like, oh, it's so crunchy. And it's so, like, you're always, like, on the tip of your toes. And the scenarios are so well-balanced that it really does come down to the wire for most of the games I've played in Gloomhaven. Um, yeah, I... I adore that game. But before Gloomhaven like rocked my world, um Agricola was my go-to all-time favorite. When that game came out, I remember going to my that board game store and I saw the buzz on Board Game Geek. I'm like, okay, I want to pick this game up. I asked them, Do you guys have Agricola? And they never heard of it. Uh, I'm like, what? Really? Uh so but that same year. I went to New York Comic Con, and there was a lonely booth that had a lonely copy of Agricola. And I'm like, yes, I am buying that copy of Agricola. So I bought that copy of Agricola. I went down to like a Bruce Campbell uh, panel, and I was just in the panel in the back, just 
reading the rule book and like looking at the components while like Bruce Campbell's on stage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Campbell, by the way, actor, cheesy act, cheesy B movie actor of Army of Darkness, Evil Dead series. Oh my He's gosh. really, fu- yeah, yeah, super Bruce charismatic. Bruce the best. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm so mad that that Evil Dead series got canceled. You know, I, I need to catch up on that because I, I saw it and I liked it, but I never caught up on it. Oh, man, it's I'm I'm part of the problem. Well, and we were I was part of the problem, too, because it was on star. I saw the other day he was talking about it and he's like, oh, it got canceled because it was on stars and nobody knows what stars is or didn't want to pay the subscription. Mm. Didn't know we existed until we came to Netflix. But at that point, we were already canceled. Like, yeah. And so I was just like, oh, I'm watching this. And, And they didn't announce they were canceled until after it was on Netflix, I think. But, yeah, and if they had started on Netflix, I think the show would have gone another. Season I think so, or like an HBO or something. Yeah, something oh, a bit more well known. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm just so mad about that because that I haven't even seen the original Army of Darkness, any of those movies. Oh, really? I've only oh, seen the man. series, and it's just like Bruce Campbell. Man, that dude's rad. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. rad in everything. Anyway, yeah. sorry, side tangent. So oh, no, no, it's okay. Convention. Well, yeah, yeah. So forget Bruce Campbell. I was yeah. in the back of his panel looking at. Uwe Rosenberg's classic Agricola, right? <laughs> and um, so I go and I, I go home and I find I, I get I ask my um, girlfriend at the time, not my wife, to play it with me. And I was like, really? That's that's it. <laughs> um, but I played it a couple more times, and it just like sunk in more. Instead of like panicking to feed your people, I got to actually sit down and enjoy and actually formulate strategies and like see like how these cards work with each other, how they play with each other. Because the the thing I love about Agricola, Agricola, first of all, is not for everyone because it is very mean. It's very mean, very cutthroat. There's not. It's a worker placement game where there are very few worker placement spots. And if you want to do something, you need to make sure you're going first to do that specific thing because someone is going to do it before you. Um, but it's also a game where you're balancing what cards you're given in the beginning of the game or what which cards you drafted to help you figure out which strategies you're going to do. And you really need to constantly pivot your strategy based on the other players. And when it comes to games that have that kind of interaction, those are the games I gravitate towards. I gravitate towards games where everyone's involved at the table. And depending on what decision a player makes, your whole strategy could be down the toilet and you have to just constantly pivot and rethink that's why agricola i love above agricola i love food chain magnate for that exact reason because food chain magnate if you play for the first time and you have first of all if you're playing for the first time against experienced players you're going to lose but just know it's not that bad because you need the right teach for it. If you have the wrong teach for Agricola, it'll ruin your experience of Agricola for the rest of the end of Agricola, I guess. I'm sorry. Food Chain Magnate. Food Chain Magnate. You, okay. Yeah, Food Chain Magnate. If you have your first teach of Food Chain Magnate ruined for you, you are going to hate Food Chain Magnate. Um, but with Food Chain Magnate, if you have players that all know the game, all played it before, and have some sort of ideas... It's a constant game of pivoting and changing strategies. And what I love about that game is when you mess up in Food Chain Magnate, you know exactly how you messed up, when you messed up, and why you messed up. And I love that 
I don't like it's not a game where you're just like, oh, no one knows who's in the lead. Oh, we know we know this guy's in the lead because, you know, we know we know Riley just stole all my stole all my customers away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Food Chain Magnate is fantastic. That's another game I, I gravitate towards, you know, con- constant conflict, constant everyone involved like, and really mean games. I mean, to some degree, okay. uh, yes, some really mean games, but I still love in my top five. I'll do my top five right now, right? It's okay. Gloomhaven, Food Chain Magnate is number two. Number three is Brass Birmingham, which is fantastic. Love Brass Birmingham because at least with that game, it's very involved. But um, when you play it, the game stops halfway and you replay the game again, and then. It's just wild because then as soon as you're done playing brass, you want to play brass again. And I love that. Number four is the game that um, my, my fourth favorite game is Crokinole, which Crokinole is, you know, that that is just two player head to head, just back and forth. Very quick. Is that one? That one's I the love. dexterity. Type yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Crokinole is the old the game board. from from can- from canada where you're just flicking discs on a circle yeah. kind of just trying to make it in the center i love crokinole like that is yeah at pax unplugged when i go this year crokinole tournament is the only tournament i like doing at pax unplugged i okay. feel like um because with the other ones like i've done an agricola agricola tournament before and it was just very stressful you know like i i love playing agricola but when it's like a competition level it's very stressful Crokinole, though, I'm all for that stress. And then number five is Agricola, because, yeah, Agricola's great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good yeah. top five. I have played zero of them. Yeah. Well, we, we, <laughs> we'll we we'll play all five. Yeah. I know you love Spirit Island. Yes, yeah. I keep eyeing I love it Spirit Island. Show. Yeah, and I, and I have... I haven't done any of the expansion ones. I haven't done any of the Horizon of Spirit Island. And I backed the the new one, even though I haven't touched any of this stuff. Oh but gosh. but I love the variety of Spirit Island. Like Spirit yeah. Island has tons of variety and tons of decision making, yeah. um, and it's just a great co op. You know, yeah, you play that with the right people. Solo. It's it's it is great solo. You do you do two spirits solo, right? Well, I or, with the new Horizons. That's the first time I've done two spirits. So I've done it oh, twice really? with two spirits, and I yeah. probably won't go back. Oh, I love Two Spirit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, sorry, yeah. I won't go back to one oh. spirit. Sorry. Oh, yeah. good, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Two Spirits is so fun because, well, and especially in that box, they're designed. I think that they're designed to combo well together. Yeah, and it's like there were some insane combos there where, like, I was minus one health on to all the invaders, and then this person did plus one health if there was presence in that area. So, like, oh man, all of a sudden I'm doing, I'm taking out a whole city with one hit. You know, like that's awesome. All I have to do is one little and it's damage. Fear, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then double that fear, and yeah, it's so great. I yeah, love Spirit it. Island is great, and so go- yeah. the expansion, like the, mm-hmm. it gets trickier. But it is yeah. so worth it, and I have to remind myself every time I have to pull out that me too meaty rule book and like yep. sift through it. But uh, it's just yeah, it's great. Do you play yeah. with scenarios with adversaries? At I've all? never done the scenarios yet. Um, I've done events. I've done blight cards. I've never done the scenarios though. Um, events. I want great. to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, it, that, that game is, and that's what I love about that game too. Um, it, it's, it has all those expansions and you don't need to play with all of them. Even just in the base game, it comes with those scenarios we talked about. You don't need to buy it separately, you know? And I, I love that it has a lot of variety just in the base game alone. There's so much options, so many ways to change the difficulty level. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's elegant. It, it's really, yeah, that, that game, that game rocks. Oh yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, that's the crazy thing. Like, yeah, I've probably played with two adversaries and maybe two or three of the scenarios. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's really fun. It's entertaining. It, it makes it harder. Uh, it introduces new challenges or like things you need to keep an eye on. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't need it at all. Like the core game without scenarios or adversaries is still wildly fun. Like, and repeatable just mixing up your spirits and yeah what comes up and then the event cards make it even more interesting and the different blights oh man i'm like i just want to play spirit island right now um, uh, i'm down i'm down <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's switch this over now we're gonna play go. no. <laughs> um no but the uh and on top of that with the the adversaries yeah. like there's oh man i can't remember how many levels there are there's, there's a lot. Yeah, there's yeah. like eight levels of them or something. And so it's like... And there's a whole chart one. that shows you... Yeah, yeah, that shows you all that. Yeah, and so it'll be like... They do different things at different stages, yeah. depending on how hard you want it. And it, it applies everything above. So it just... Man, I don't know. I guess the word for that was modularity. The yes. modularity is off the charts. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Do you have yeah. all of the expansion stuff then? Got it all. Nice. Yep. Got it all. And I still, so um, co-host on the channel, Chris Barros, yes. uh, who's been on the show before, um, I still need to show him Spirit Island. Like, yeah. That's a game that is all for him. He actually owns Spirit Island. He's He put it on the sell shelf because I have every Spirit Island. It's just like, we both, we don't need this. That's what's cool, by the way. So I'm going to segue right now. <laughs> That's perfect. Go for <laughs> Into um, Tabletop Express and meeting Chris Barrows and all that. Yeah. So yeah. Chris um, has been on the show twice. You can go yeah. look for his name. Chris lives three miles away from my house. And I didn't realize you were that close. We're super close. Um, I could, you know, I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. So I could, I could run to his house and we could play games and I could run back. <laughs> um, and it, it's, when we we met actually online on Facebook, there was a one of um I think it was the board game group. They were doing one of those like where does everyone live, and so I recently moved where I currently am now right now three miles away from Barrows, uh in the in March 2020. We bought this house in March 2020 when like the world was ending. Yeah, um, yeah. Perfect so, time to buy a house. <laughs> yeah, so we lucked out. We did we. We missed out on all the bidding wars, and the market crashed just in time for a low APR. So perfect. Perfect <laughs> time for us. Um, so when I found out that he lived nearby, I was like, perfect. You know, I'd love to try to play a game. And I found out he was doing this channel. Um, so, you know, it, it came to a point where um, I was suggesting some videos, making me some, and, and I would love, yeah, I would totally love to come by and try out a video or two because the whole thing with the with board game videos i've been watching board game videos for 
probably as long as I've really been into this hobby. Uh, my first was board games with Scott. Um, Scott Nicholson was fantastic. Then, you know, Dice Tower, Tom Vassell, um, the, the, uh, the Will Wheaton one. Table, oh, table, tabletop. What was it called? Tabletop. Yeah. yeah. Tabletop. You know? Um, so we, you know, I, I would watch all of those and I'd teach my friends and they're like, Hey, you should do a channel. I'm like, yeah, probably, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was exciting to find out that Chris had a channel. Um, so I totally leveraged him, totally leveraged him, but no, I, 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 I never asked him to be on the channel. It was yeah. one of those things where it just organically was like, he he told me, "Hey, do you want to be on the channel? Do you want to be co on this channel?" I'm like, "Yes, let's do it." So we did it, and um, and I met him through there. And we've and what's great is because we are three miles away, we have this now shared library we're referring to it as. So all these games that I have, he has, he has mine and stuff. You know, it's so yeah. it's a it's a whole mutual shared library. So. What's fun is now, even for the channel, we're going in on specific purchases. Like when my father's work came out, we both wanted to try my father's work. So we split the cost on that and we split the cost on like coffee traders and all these different games. Um, because the intention is we'll play for the channel. And if, it's, and if one of us really likes it, we'll just buy the other half from the other person. If we both dislike it, then we just sell it off. Yeah. And then we just use that money for a different game. Oh, nice. Just, that's that's our budget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's right. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. You know, I, I love I love doing this this sort of thing with him. And we are focusing on live stuff now. Yes. So, um, and, and it's it, it is partially because of the editing. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, yeah, I remember I to, talking to yeah. Chris about that, and I mean, it's just like it's a chore, and I it is video is even a bigger chore than than audio just audio it stuff, is I think, so. but we're also we're not really looking to for the channel we're not looking to make it like the next dice tower or something like that yeah. you know we 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 just want to have fun with it yeah. that is that is our goal we want to have fun with it we love playing games love talking about games um and so when it comes to like the individual segments chris was very adamant about the creator's corner stuff that he started um and he loves, you know, like talking to designers and and everyone in the industry and just bringing them on and talking about board games. And um, so I, I, when I joined officially, my first creators' corner was with Jim Felly, who designed Cosmic Frog, and I and that was really exciting because because Cosmic Frog is just a such a unique, fun conflict heavy game <laughs> yeah um so i, I love talking with him and and jim jim's jim's awesome and then um the one show i really wanted to do because we did on the table where we had like talk just like round table talk about board games i really wanted to do a call-in show with him um because way back when um in college i really got into a local radio station uh wfmu and specifically, it was this call-in show called The Best Show on WFMU. Uh, and it was uh, Tom Sharpling was the guy. Tom, uh, he does, um, I, I, I think he might be best known in geek circles as Steven Universe's dad. 
in the oh. cartoon Steven Universe. <laughs> okay, I've never seen it, but I like familiar um, with it. You know, but he's uh, he he's such like a, he's such like a funny like sarcastic dry wit kind of guy. It's very like Mark Marin style, um, but it's a call in show, so people could just call in and they talk about just random things, um, mostly music related. They talk about. Right. Um, so I wanted to do something like that for board games. I think that would be great, and so Call of Board came about. Chris came up with the title. It's train theme, call a board. Yes. <laughs> it's a perfect um, name. It is a pretty perfect name. Um, and it's my favorite thing to do on the channel, for sure. Favorite thing to do is because, because again, it goes back to that very beginning of improv and you just kind of roll with the punches. And what's even greater about it is you don't know who you're answering. You know, I mean, you sort of do know, know who you're answering right now, but I hope it gets to a point where we don't know who's answering and where we have to kick people potentially. I kind of look forward to that and dread it at the same time. Oh but my goodness. I know I, I know it's probably gonna happen if it gets if it gets to be successful enough. Yeah. Um but but I love the whole way of giving people an opportunity to talk on these kinds of shows, you know? Because even before before Chris, like there was nothing stopping me uh to do a board game channel except for like myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's cool about with Call of Board is I can give people the platform that I wanted to have. <laughs> you know, just just yes, you jump on in and now you talk about board games. Okay, cool, you're done. Hefo, next person, come on in. And like I, I would, you know, I I really want that I really want that particular aspect of the channel to succeed. Um and so far, I've, I think it is working. I mean, I, I was very excited when Ruel, of all people, showed up on the channel. That was exciting. Yeah. You know? Um, I was and, so sad that night. So, because I love yeah. the whole, I love the concept. I love that you're doing it. Like, it's such a yeah. genius idea. And I was all excited to, you know, I was I was totally going to jump in. I didn't really have anything specific, but I just thought I'd, like, jump in and be like, hey, like, love that you're yeah, doing yeah. this type thing you know that's no, like, good yeah yeah and then the like i was gonna jump in the queue and then our power went out yeah. and i was like cool so now i have to like i would have to do it on just my phone's wi-fi you know like yeah <laughs> and and even then like the video started getting all choppy so i couldn't even finish watching yeah uh, like at a certain point i was like okay this is this is just ruining the experience for me. You know, like, <laughs> I can't understand. Like I'm missing huge chunks of sentences, and I was just like, "Okay, fine, move." Yeah, on, I, I mean, suppose, but but it, I'm excited. But it, it's yeah, and I I I just love I love doing that one. Like that's yeah. like if if I need to just do one, that's the one I'm gonna do. That's that's why yeah. I I told him. I totally um, think that could be its own channel type thing. Like. I, I was telling him that too. Like it, it has potential to have its own legs. Um, yeah. But but for now, like I love just the tabletop express umbrella because at least yes. we get to play with different things. Like we tried doing live teach videos, which were fine, but in the long run, we're you know I, I don't feel like it's as strong as some of the other stuff. So I'd rather focus on some of our stronger content than 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 you know having that but i yeah. would but down the line i sure want us you know keep this thing growing like we we just started discord yes. um and it's small for sure I'm um in there. yeah you're in there you're in there not uh, very active but i'm just not 
Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah, just yeah. me on Discord. No, no, but you, but you know, like, uh, like th- those are the steps that I, I, I want to see. Like, I want to see like us having a Discord. Like, I feel like we, we are at a point where we have like a small subset community in the group, which is cool. Like, we have, we have some people that I see every video and stuff. You know, like there's certain audience members, and it, it's just. It's it's nice, you know. It's nice that there is that, um, and you know, and, and obviously a lot of it came from Chris's hard work uh, for laying the foundation. You know, I'm just the schlep that joint that you know said, "Let's just have everyone call in." You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but that's but, great. I mean, it's that's why he yeah. wants you in, is so then you guys can bounce ideas off of each other. You work well we work, together. We do work well together. I feel like we definitely work well together. We definitely bounce off a lot of each other's ideas. We're always on the phone, just kind of figuring things out, just talking about. And then, of course, we just, we just ramble on about board games, you know? Yeah. That's just what we do. You know, what you see on camera is what's happening off camera. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing different there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. But I think you guys are doing a lot of awesome different things. And then you're just doing your own spin on other things that are, you know, classic board game content yeah. creation, uh, which is perfect. That's what you should do. And having Thank fun you. with it. Yeah. And it's great to meet people. Met you, you know. Yeah. You know, Brian Chandler I've met. You know? Brian's great. He's been yeah. on the show, my show, three times now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Brian's great. He- yeah. So, hey, you have a but, lot of great people on there. Yeah. I mean, my goal too is um, with On the Table in particular, On the Table, we've focused on trying to bring other content creators on uh, for each month to talk about games. Um, so, you know, I'm happy we got to bring um, One Stop Co op Shop. We brought Mike in. Um, and, and then and we brought Punchboard Paradise. Uh, that's a podcast out in a. In, in Omaha, Nebraska, the heartland of America, they say. <laughs> um, and what's cool is these are actually people that I was listening to or watching before we ever did these channels, you know? So I like that uh, that it's that that is working, you know? So I want to keep it going. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm going to muster the courage at some point to ask my favorite podcast to join but I'm also like a Patreon member of theirs. And I don't want it to feel like you're joining because you're on a, I'm a Patreon member, you know? Yeah. So I might just leave off the Patreon part. I'm not going to say which podcast it is, but they're an award-winning one. Okay. I, <laughs> For a yeah. board game geek. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to ask, but I won't. I won't. <laughs> we, can ask, we can ask after. Yeah. Off, <laughs> <laughs> Suckers, listeners, yeah. you don't get the exclusive. No, I, Sorry. No, I. But it's really interesting because you get to be in that same sort of position. Like, um, were you there? I think Jamie Stegmeyer was before you, right? What What about him? Oh, when he was on content. Uh, or on, oh, uh, yeah, that was before Corner. me. Yeah, 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 that was before me. So it's like Chris did that, and Chris was telling me, like, dude, you got to ask him. You just need to like just shoot him an email. Yeah. Like if you want, I'll put in a good word or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'm just so scared to like ask the, the big names, you know, like, yeah, yeah. 
I, you know, I didn't want to ask Eric Lang, but I did. And, and eventually I got like Eric Lang, Elizabeth Hargrave. You get all these, you know, like yeah. people that you absolutely love and admire and have right. great respect for. And you're just so worried because it's like, never meet your heroes. Yeah. In the board game space, dude, your heroes are just as rad, if not radder than you That's thought. That's very true. Like, have you, like, have you ever been super nervous for an interview or to talk to somebody? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you right now, the last one I was super nervous about was actually uh, David Thompson. We did a Creator's Corner with him. Uh, I love David Thompson's designs, you know, like Undaunted, Normandy. I was a big, big, big fan of. I've played Switch and Signal recently. I love Switch and Signal, you know. So bringing him on board, like, you know, I was very excited when he was down to do it. Um, and I did a lot of like prep work for that one too. Like I was listening to other interviews that he did. So I can kind of know what questions to avoid, but also like what topics I should probably focus on. Um, but he was so chill and so down to earth, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's people right now that I, I, I haven't reached out to that I would like to for sure, but I'm just not at that point. But the other thing yeah. too, I do want to bring up, um, it's it is a balance of who we're bringing on and what we're saying because now that i've interacted with like this designer when i play their game i put their name to i put their face to the game too and i feel like that may like dissuade me from being truthful about a review you know what i mean yeah so I, it, it's this weird balance that i just always have to have in the back of my head um, I know on, on, uh, on the podcast, uh, so very wrong about games. They're very much about like, uh, journalistic standards and making sure that balance is there, um, where they try, they have to disclose everything. And I think that's great. I think disclosure in the board game hobby is crucial because, yeah. you know, oh, like if we ever get a, if we get a review copy of a game, I want it to be plastered. We got this a review copy. You know, yeah. and we did um, we did a review of the mirroring of Mary King by Jim Felly, and I made it very clear that it, I play tested it. I re I talked to Jim, and um, and, and it, this is a review copy that was sent to us. Like, I because I don't want to get in that situation where we're just not truthful to ourselves, because then I feel like we're not truthful to our audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know. I'd I'd rather try to just focus on the game and not so much the person. And it's hard when you actually are interacting with them. Yeah, because you know? it can feel like a very personal attack to be like, yeah, this game is not for me. You know, like right. the here's all the things I do not like about this game. Which yeah. you know, I hate to go negative anytime. Like uh, that's just not who I am generally. Yeah, um, but when you give a review, I think it's really important. Even if I think, uh, so Arwen, uh, I did yeah. the content. Oh gosh. What, what are you, the, at the table. There we go. Gosh. Oh, <laughs> on, on the table, on the table. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm spacing. Um, no, it's okay. Yeah. I did on the table with Arwen on your show. Yeah. And, uh, and then I had Arwen on my show a couple weeks ago and, we were talking about kind of that same type of thing of journalistic integrity. And she was, yeah. it was really interesting because she tries to stay very positive and has 
gotten games that she didn't like and pretty much sent them back or, or contacted them back and said, you know, like, hey, this game wasn't for me. Do you still want me to like talk about it or like I or I can just not talk about it, you know, like which I think is totally OK. Like, yeah, because then she's not highlighting a game that she doesn't actually enjoy. Um and then I think there's other phrases that people can use where it's like, you know, hey, this game isn't for me, but if you enjoy being mean to each other, you know, like if you enjoy really yeah. hardcore, heavy thinking, then this game might be for you. It's I don't know. It's it's so interesting learning because I think I'm learning more and more about reviewing lately. Uh, probably, well, it's what, yeah, it's just I mean, it's one of those strategy. things. I mean, we uh, I, I mean. I'll, I'll I'll pick on it right now. We did a we did a we did a review on a game that we that Chris and I both really disliked, which was my my father's work. Yes. and we did a review on it. Um, it was very hard to kind of you know like talk about what we disliked about it, and you know there were parts that I heavily disliked. I was just like, I want this game to be over, and it's just <laughs> and but but it wasn't like but I wasn't talking like about the person that made it you know tc right. petty the third made it uh designed it and it's not nothing against him and i saw that he commented on our video you know i'm sorry that this game wasn't for you um but so I, I got to that point where after that video is done i actually went online and bought the gi joe deck building game because i heard good things about it and i know it, he designed it so i'm like all right let me try this one out because maybe this one would be great. And I loved it, you know? So, you know, I, I just, I have to just tell myself, the board game you design does not define you as a person. Oh, you know? absolutely. This is this is what you made for this period. Cool. Next. This is what you made for this period. Cool. Next, you know? Yeah. Um, you and know, I love movies. I love, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I love music, right? If I have a favorite band and they come out with a crappy album, I don't think less of them. You know, it's just, I, I didn't like that album. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, it's not like. I, I, I guess because there's a lot of, there's a lot of things involved with the whole board game creation process. Yes. You know? And when you talk with these designers, you know, you, you get the insight onto that process and how long a particular game took, all the steps of play testing and all this, you know? Because it's not like a, you know, it's, it's a production. But I feel like it's a very intimate one because it's kind of like it's not so much a film production, but it's more like like if it's like a book kind of like you like you you are you you as the designer of the are the author of of this board game that you created. But there are obviously you know there's other hands there's publishing and all that stuff and and design artwork and you know graphic design. But there's a lot of. Um, shared hats i find in board games uh when it comes to a lot of that stuff so you know it it's just something that is always in the back of my mind when i have to when i have to talk about a game and talk if i like it or dislike it yeah oh (laughs) absolutely especially publicly like on record type thing yeah (laughs) it feels like I'm not attacking you as a person. I think when I was talking to Eric Lang, right? Like um, he's designed a lot of games. And so I was, 
I started talking about like, oh, you've made so many great games. And like, I think I started talking about Marvel United and I was like, oh, I love Marvel United. It's so great. But I, I know it wasn't a hit for everybody. And then I like, I realized I said that and I felt so bad, but he was like, yeah, like, no, it's definitely like a family way. And I think people were expecting different things type thing. And yeah. And he just was very cool about that. He's received, he knows that every game he designs, he's designed so many games, isn't going to be a hit for everybody. Right. Um, but when it's a newer designer and they've only designed one, two games, it feels like yeah. I don't want to discourage you from exploring and doing more. You know, like yeah. this just wasn't for me. Anyway, yeah, right. Sorry, we, we can keep. No, I could no. talk about like review stuff all day because it's something that's been fascinating me so much lately. Yeah, yeah. But I won't. We'll 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 stop there uh, because yeah. we got to move on. Um, got to move on. Go ahead. Ridiculous theme. So ridiculous theme. We come up with a ridiculous theme for a board game. Doesn't mean it's bad or stupid. It's just something kind of fun, silly that you think would be a a weird or or obscure theme for a board game. <laughs> okay. Did you come up with one? No, uh, but we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah, That's the improvised part, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I do every so, time. Because the thing is, we both come up with a different one. Yeah. Uh, well, I, right. Well, here's yes, the thing. Yes. I want to think mechanic first. Oh, okay. I want like a real dungeon crawly dexterity game. Catacombs is probably the closest thing, right? So something where it's all, it's a lot of skill. Um, something with a lot of toy factor to it. I love toy factor. So dexterity flicking games. Maybe even something with magnets. Okay, I'm starting there. Okay, it's got flicking. It's got magnets. And it's got fun toys. Okay, what if okay. okay, how would you apply this maybe to Ghostbusters? Okay, cool. Could we work <laughs> this in? <laughs> we, we could totally work this in this in. I, I have tons of Ghostbuster board game ideas. Yeah. Um if we're gonna tie it to Ghostbusters, right? If the ghosts are magnetic or parts of them were magnetic and your streams had pieces of magnet, you could flick the start of your stream to connect to the ghost. And if it does connect to the ghost without hitting any sort of terrain in the way, that's good. If you hit terrain, it'll like damage it. And then you'll have to pay, you know, you'll, you'll oh, lose you points. Yeah. You know, yeah. For a damaging property, property damage. you know, that could be cool. Ooh, I, yeah. I, I would like that. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you the dream ghostbuster project I want. I want okay. a ghostbuster reskin of El Grande. Oh, okay. I, you know, I really want that. One day, it'll happen. Where you control the ghosts. You control the ghosts. You know, your grande is one of the main ghosts, right? And um, your your cubes are that you're putting around the Manhattan are going to be different entities that will represent you, right? Your slime or whatever. Yeah. And then you can also drop them into the firehouse, which is off stage right the tower the castillo and then at certain points the containment unit will blow because that's what happens in ghostbusters and that's when all the ghosts come out of the firehouse and go back onto the board and there's your el grande reskin of ghostbusters hey i really want that nice yeah Yeah, i could see that yeah we played el grande together you we did i learned it while i shortly before the day of uh yeah that's (laughs) very much a me style game yeah, it's such a mean game. And I, yeah, um, the other, I said, I said me style. 
We no, mean uh, as I, an M E. Yes, I know you said me, but it's mean. Okay. <laughs> so, it is mean. <laughs> like a, two or three weeks after, we had a game night with some friends, and they were like, "We really want to play El Grande. I've been wanting it to get get it to the table lately." Like my my dad uh, is passing away, and it was a favorite of his. And I just I'm feeling that nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so we played it, and we like these are. They're not new friends anymore. I guess we've we've known each other for a while now. Uh, but we played quite a few games. We've never played anything this mean, and we have never sworn so much at friends in the night. Like <laughs> was, we were like at each other's throats. But I thought it was so much fun to just be like, "Oh, f you!" You know, like, yeah, "Don't yeah. you dare! Don't you dare!" Like, <laughs> did you play at five too? No, it was at four. Oh, okay, imagine five then. <laughs> I know, I know, because then you're just left with that one card at the end if you go left. Yeah. I actually one sucker yeah, card. Both were. Gr- I really enjoyed our five player game. Uh, yeah. I might have liked four player a little bit more because then I didn't feel because I'm not. I don't love super mean games. It was weird yeah. that I loved that one so much. My wife hated it. Uh, no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like um, she, she got into it. She was swearing at people and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like getting quite into it. Um, but just not her type of game. Yeah. But it was her, I took first place and she was second place, like four or five points behind me. So well, we did. There you go. go. Yeah. And that's what I like about that game too, is that it's very conflict heavy, but there's like no combat. It's just very, it's very like, uh, you know, shiv in the back kind of game. Uh, yes. and it, it, it's, it, it leads to a lot of memorable moments, a lot of tension, a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of swearing for sure. Yes. You know, <laughs> we did, we did our best on, on the, the, the live stream to not swear at all. <laughs> oh yeah. I think, uh, I don't think there was any bad but, swears, <laughs> but, but, yeah, but off camera for sure. You know, it's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is a swear heavy game. Yes. Um, and yeah, El, El Grande is, is it, it's, it's a game that um, I'm so happy I got to try. I want to try the expansions. There's a lot, there's a lot in that big box that I haven't tried just because the base game is so, you know, yeah. it's so solid. It is. That's how I felt. I was like this. It's a very, very solid game. It's not like it needs any expansions. You could play yeah. this for a long while without needing anything. Yeah. But um, Okay. I'm going to go back to ridiculous theme. Sorry. I went yeah. off on that sidetrack because yeah, yeah. we were talking about El Grande. Um, but I'm going to go Ghostbusters as well. But maybe one person's the ghosts. Well, maybe you trade off. So you know. could be like rival ghost busting teams. I know well, thematically, not necessarily perfect. One, uh, one, one, I, I've I've always wanted like a so I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, in computer games I love Roller Coaster Tycoon like the original yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon and I love just the management I want like a like a management kind of Roller Coaster Tycoon board game and there's nothing I've seen that is close to that because I love the whole thing of of bringing out new rides. And just trying them out and raising and lowering prices, you know, charging yeah. people for the bathrooms and fluctuating your your admission price based on like uh 
I guess, like a, a desire from the public and, and, you know, getting awards and all this stuff. I Roller Coaster Tycoon, that game is so good. Like, if you like, like, bookkeeping, like, like I like in Gloomhaven, like, Roller Coaster Tycoon has book, book, bookkeeping to spades. And you also get to make roller coasters, which is pretty fun, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I do a monthly stream with the Board Game Grand and Board Game Captain. Yeah. And our last stream was top 10 classic video games. Mm. And Roller Coaster Tycoon was definitely in there. <laughs> nice. So, I, And I think about that game often of being like, man, this game would be so cool. And as you were talking about it, because I've never been able to like quite figure out what it could be. But have you played, uh, oh, it's called Raccoon Tycoon. No, I haven't. It's on my shelf of shame. It's oh, right over nice. there. Yeah, it's over there. Or Lizard Wizard. I think they both have the similar, like, uh, yeah. where you you might buy wood and then the wood price goes up and then you'll buy somebody else will buy wood and then it'll go up and then you yeah. can sell wood and you sell it at that price like and you can sell all of your wood at that price or whatever yeah yeah that fluctuating market so you could totally do something like that with customer enjoyment and yeah income and you know like here's your hot dogs like this these will sell yeah. so much at uh as a certain price but then at a yeah. certain point the like well, everything like starts to drop. Down. Yeah. Because yeah. with, with Roller Coaster Tycoon, everything drops at some point. Like, you charge five bucks for a roller coaster. A couple years later, I'm not spending that much to ride Roller Coaster 1. So you just yeah. drop it's the price news. on it a little bit. You yes. know? So, so you yeah. you can totally do stuff like that of, like, having those track managers for, like, well, here's this. Yeah. But then you also need to have something that, like, has excitement meters or something. For right. The, things or for the roller coasters yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah um oh, that, that game's so good that is so it is a good one all right yeah. sorry back to my <laughs> back to my Crazy idea for thing. a ghostbuster idea <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> is, yeah i'm ready i don't know if it would work very well but so like i'll tie it to i'll tie it to canon so go ahead okay yeah yeah you throw the idea i'll make it canon it could just be like <laughs> you're just competing to see who can catch the most ghosts in the team or whatever. So one person will spin a top and it's just spinning. Right. And then you'll have your gun that has a streamer on it. Yeah. Stream. And you like try and nudge it or guide it to a certain place where you would have the trap. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then if you can get it to like, stop on the trap you've captured the ghost and if not then the ghost like escapes or falls and depending on where it falls it might do a different effect so is this like a this is like a top that kind of is it's kind of crokinole-esque right you're trying to bring the disc or the ghost into the trap yeah right it's kind of crokinole-esque but one player Oh, you know, you could do it that way where if it's if it's multiple Ghostbusters, or you could even do one Ghostbuster, um, trying to get that ghost into the trap. We have you have one person control the placement of the trap, one person control the placement of the ghost, and the other try to do the streams, you know? Cause then you have the toy factor, going back to the yes. toy factor for sure. Dexterity, obviously. You can even kind of have you played Clask at all? Have you seen no. Clask? So Clask is is a tabletop game that's kind of like air hockey, but it's with magnets and your your like 
I, I don't know when in air hockey the you know the sombrero looking thing that you hit the the puck with. <laughs> that's that's why I always call oh, them sombreros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? know yeah. Um, so <laughs> that thing has a magnet on the bottom and clasp, and your hand goes under the table, pulling the magnet. So you're not using your hands above uh, the table; you're using your hands below the table to move it around. Okay. So you could use that to kind of move the trap and the ghost. Yeah, and then you could kind of have the other players flick, trying to hit the ghost. And this could be, all be real time. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And the ghost could try to get away. That's that's what you do. Yeah, have the ghost try to get away while the other player is trying to trap the ghost. Well, and that's how you do it. That could even. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, it's sort of spinning off of that spinning because it's a top. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it could be like the, you know, those blow. Uh, you know, the, oh, where you blow yeah. it out, and that's the yeah. string type thing. It, that would be hilarious. It, that could be the novelty, or it could just be like the gun actually, like you pull the trigger and it like reels out. Oh, the string yeah, yeah. Or just it's like one it of those uh, those well, you know those those uh, those toy oh, guns where you yeah, pull, yeah, yeah. pull back and then it shoots out the wind. Exactly. Those, like, wind guns. Are, so the wind gun could work yeah. too. So yeah. you have like the Ghostbuster or Ghostbusters, yeah. maybe multiple trying to do that, and then the ghost. Maybe maybe there's like objects that are metal on the table, like chairs yeah. and tables, and you know yeah. whatever. And you're trying to like move those obstacles in the way, yeah, and stop them from getting there, right? Because then you could have multiple wind guns, and you could kind of like work together to shoot them both at the same time to kind of like get the ghost to go in a specific spot. Yeah. Oh, that's that's wild. Oh, you don't even I guess you could just use wind guns for the ghost too. Like the wind gun could be oh true pushing the obstacles in the way and yeah. they're not allowed to touch the you know yeah. they're not allowed to touch the the top spinning or what it could just be a disc. It doesn't have to be a top. Yeah. But, you know, like maybe there's a certain amount of time or I don't know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, all right. Okay, there's a lot. Look at okay, look at this potential for so many good Ghostbuster games. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's got to be one. Well, actually, the one that I, I I do say they're all crap, but the one that is better than the rest, and I don't think is that really crap, is um, there's uh, one called Ghostbusters Protect the Barrier, which is just a reskin of Ghost Fight and Treasure Hunters. Um, and in that game, you're just it's a co-op game. With, that's actually a roll and move, but you're going into a haunted house trying to take out different uh, pieces of, I guess, like, oh yeah, it's like different like portals and then bringing them out of the house to kind of prevent ghosts from invading the house. It's a fun game. Uh, it, it It is derivative of, uh, sorry, it's it's a reimplementation of ghost fighting treasure hunters, but with uh, with that game, you know, it, that, that that's just... You just take treasure and you running out of that. Oh house. yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, the Ghostbuster way. <laughs> oh, that's cool though. I mean, it's fun yeah. to have as long as it's fun and kind of works. You know, they can squeeze that theme in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you? Are you a Zombicide fan? Um. So I bought the Ghostbuster Zombicide expansion. I used to own Zombicide, then I sold it all away. Yeah. It was at that point where I had too many expansions, and I'm like, "This is not for me." Fair. This is, you know, um, and but I do have the Ghostbuster ones because I like the miniatures for that one. Yeah. And then uh, 
In terms of like dungeon crawly kind of thing like that, like miniatures on a table, I really love the Hellboy board game. I, I see that, that behind you. Yeah. I, so yeah, I, I there's the Kickstarter one, and I just got like a bunch more expansions. Like I shouldn't have bought all the expansions, but I did. So now I'm just organizing them. So that and game's then, actually really good. It's super good. <sighs> it's really good. Makes me so and, glad I didn't just do it. But whatever. It's fine. It, I mean, it's it, it's it, it's really good. It's yeah. it's really, really, really good. Um and then Vengeance is a game uh that is like a revenge flick uh in a board game. It's awesome solo because you just you've it comes with solo scenarios for each of the characters and some specific wrong has happened to you. Like one of the characters, you're a grandmother and your grandson has been kidnapped by like the mob and you have to go in and go through a montage sequence to power up. And then you go in into like a boss den and just start punching the crap out of people. It's like kill bill, death wish, John wick kind of style. Um, It's really fun. And that has a lot of, silly miniatures in it too that's rad (laughs) yeah i love that game uh sounds cool yeah i'll have to try man there's so many games to try i know that totally at some point i've planned out like i've made so many jersey friends yeah i'm gonna i've looked at tickets and it's not that expensive to fly out i might go up there for like a week and just spend like a day with each friend type thing (laughs) i'm ready yeah so so now and chris is three miles away i know yeah because chris was on that plan so we could just the three of us play games there you go or four if my wife comes depending on what she decides (laughs) there you you, that works too yeah yeah well anyways ramble man this was great this was a lot of fun yeah Uh, totally thank you for having me yeah and i don't think i'll have to i've i've been listening as we go and i don't think i need to really edit anything so i don't think i'll edit anything Uh, that's that's the tabletop express way i know i like it in honor of your show (laughs) (laughs) i will just slap it together i may even do the outro while you're here because i've been doing a really quick outro lately so sure um but why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff first yeah, sure. So, um, Tabletop Express, we are doing uh, videos every week. Um, this week, uh, what, I don't know when this is dropping, but this is... Friday. Uh, It'll on... drop this Friday. Okay. So, yesterday, an episode just happened. It was Call Aboard. Um, and we that, that one, we would have announced our contest winner. We were doing a contest for a... Pa- a badge to Pax Unplugged, a three-day badge to Pax Unplugged. Oh. So, in order to enter, you have to join our Discord and fill out a form. That's it. It's just a Google form. That's so you're bad. halfway there. Yeah, you're halfway there. Um, so the following week, I believe we're going to be doing a live playthrough of Rear Window. Finally, that's oh on. That's goodness. been on there. <laughs> we keep pushing it back. Yeah, I feel like we that's happened. Like three times at this point right (laughs) yep we keep pushing it back so we'll get there for sure we have creators corners uh we have a couple lined up um don't have them on the schedule in front of me just yet um we do have it on the table for the end of this month that's for sure and we are going to be doing next month our top gaming moments of 2022 um but i'll probably just be talking about my 10 favorite games of 2022 just because it's that's what I like to focus on. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Thanks, Ryan, for coming on. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. That helps the show out. And Ryan was talking about the giveaway for the PaxU tickets, and they were going to do it yesterday from when this aired, but something came up, and so they extended it one week. So you can go to their Discord and enter still and get free three-day tickets for for PaxU. Wouldn't that be awesome? So I will have a link to the Tabletop Express Discord in there, as well as links to the charity and the NYC Ghostbusters, and then a couple of Kickstarters that are going on from past guests. So I'll talk about those real quick. Um, There is from Dice Coalition Games, Hyper Wars is going it's not funded yet. I wish it was because it looks awesome. So please just go check it out. You know, you don't have to back it. That's okay. But at least go check out the page and look look at it. Um, and maybe it'll be something you really are interested in. Another one is from Bevan uh, over at Tinkerbot Games. And he has Hauntaculture, which looks really cute and cool too. So another fun kickstarter that you can go and check out and and of course there are so many good kickstarters on there i went through and added up all of the kickstarters i really 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 want and oh boy i would be broke if i backed them all or not kickstarters even necessarily crowdfunding right but um but at least you can check it out maybe give it a boost if you think it's interesting even if you can't afford it or um you know you have to pick and choose which one you can Maybe just give it a little boost on the social medias and be like, oh, hey, this looks like a fun, interesting game. So that's it. All right. That's all I got to talk about. You can follow me on social media at Riled Nerd. And until next time, keep nerding out. Way back when in college, when I was trying to convince all my friends to get into this board game hobby with me, we decided to try out Power Grid. And I was very new into the hobby for heavy board games at that time. Um, so we sat down. I brought the rule book, read the rule book there, because, you know, that's, that's what we did. And then we played starting at midnight all the way until 8 in the morning. And it was great and awful at the same time because... It was great because we're just having a great time, but it was awful because we played an eight-hour board game, and later on we found out we did the rules all incorrectly because in Power Grid, the market price, the market, uh, price for a different resource, resources fluctuates throughout the game, but we just stuck in the rulebook with their starting locations as the set price. So it was a real half effort of a game i love power grid i hate that session but uh, i also love that session because it was the the longest most convoluted worst and best time of a board game i've ever played